Hi guys, my name is Mfonobong Edem and you're listening to a brand new episode of What's Your Story Podcast. So today I have a friend, a friend here with me. The decision is to remain anonymous and I hope you please respect that decision. She'll be sharing a live experience and I hope... As a listener, you learn one or two, and then maybe you could relate because we are not all okay. We do not have it all figured out, and I do hope you learn one or two. So, how how are you? I'm fine. Forget forget the whole instinctive response of I'm fine. Like deep down, how how are you? Deep down, how I am? Well. I'll still say I'm fine because I've actually come a long way from the experience that I want to share. I'm not totally over it. Of course, you can never be totally over it. Even when you are old, you'll still be remembering. And of course, I want to share about my mom, how I dealt with the with her death, how I overcame depression and all of that. And how I was able to hold up and stand strong in the face of emotional challenges and everything. So you can't be totally over it. This is your parent, someone that you grew up with, someone that you've known all your life, like your most intimate person. For me, I was really close with my mom. Like we used to gist about everything. We used to talk about boys, we used to talk about everything. So it was very painful and very deep. So I am fine though because I've come a long way and I'm handling it better right now. So I'm still fine. Yeah. It's it's not really easy going to that space and then coming coming out of it. How how did you cope? Okay. So uh, from the genesis actually, it was unexpected. Like I was at service. Serving in Sokoto, and the last time I had seen my mom was when I was leaving for service, and um, I didn't. We didn't even really see for a long time because that period my dad was ill too. So I, w- I was in the hospital with my dad. My mom just used to come, drop food, and all of that. So you know, I I, I left the hospital to go for service. My dad was fine before I left, so I didn't really see my mom up close before I left. It was just the few times she came around to visit in the hospital. Everyone was just really busy that time. So, service was not, like, seeing her. They, it didn't even register my mind that I was going to be seeing her for the last time this period, you know. Everyone was busy. She was also trying to get me money. Since my dad was ill, she was the one to buy my service stuff for me, you know, pay, pay my transport fare and all of that. So, she was really busy too. I just remember the most vivid memory I have of her right now was the day I saw my posting later and I went to tell her she was sweeping I went to tell her that oh mom I was posted to Sokota and she was like hey you go now God will be with you so she she was not the scared parent that was like ah don't go and all of that she just told me I'll go that's the, that, that's the faintest memory I have right now of her so I left and then she got ill early this year I was called and you know to cut the long story short from one hospital to the other and then she gave up and she died and that day it was it was a very it was the biggest shock of my life like i have never been i've never lost a loved one up close i've lost friends but there's never been someone in my family that i'm close to like that talk less of my mom it was really deep you know I, I cried a thousand times. You can imagine how much I cried. Because even the week before, we actually talked about one of our family friends that lost her dad, me and her. She was telling me over the phone and all of that. So it's, it was really surprising and it was painful. Really, pain. I've never experienced such pain. I mean, there are different kinds of pain, heartbreak and all of that. But I've always been the kind of person that I don't allow such pain to really keep me down. But losing my mom was a lot for me. I lost interest in life. Practically, I was sewing. I was learning how to sew at that time, and she used to ginger me and you know tell me, "I'll when you come back, I'll get a sewing machine for you." So so that. Sellers won't be eating my money again. You know how mothers can be, you know, just trying to encourage me. And then it happened while I was still learning my sewing. I actually practically stopped learning because I felt there was no more 
there was no money to do it. And now that's wrong. I should not have lost my motivation and all of that. And sewing is already very stressful. So losing the person that was even inspiring me to do it, I just stopped it. That's why I I I, I stopped the sewing and the whole thing. So it was a painful time for me. People kept telling me I was strong, I was strong, but I know that I was not strong because I would smile outside. I I didn't like the whole sorry, sorry, the pity party people throw for you because not even all of them mean well for you. So I used to smile outside. But deep down, I broke down a lot. It was still like a dream. I didn't believe it that I'd pick up. Sometimes I'll consciously pick up my phone to call my mom. And then I'll remember that she's no more. It, it's very painful. Even looking at her account details on my phone, you know, her phone number, it got me very emotional. It still gets me very emotional. I had to delete some of those things from my phone. And it was so painful. I started to wish that I used to do the mundane things she asked me to do for her. Sometimes she would want to, simple things that give me your phone, let me watch. And I said, mommy, I better leave my phone. I'll carry it and leave her. Or I'm seeing a movie and she wants to come. You know how mothers can be very expressive when you are seeing a movie. And I didn't like it, so I would carry my move my phone and leave her. So all those things came back to me that I wish I did some silly things for her. You know, things she would always wanted. I wish I bought her more gifts. I wish I just cared for her more. I you know, I don't know how to really express express it the way it is in my heart, but I still I really miss her and it's still very painful for me, for my family, for my siblings. You know, I have a junior sister and it was really painful for her. It's painful that I didn't see her on her sick bay. It's really painful. It's to be I would feel better if I was there to care for her during her last period on earth. I would feel much more better. But then that's how it was and then I almost went into depression. I didn't get depressed. Why? Because there was always I had God. It was so, like, God's love for me was so palpable. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm so hopeless, I'm feeling so down, and all I can say is, God, send send me a word. Just let someone come and tell me something. And then randomly, someone will come to my room where I stayed in the copper's lodge and begin to just encourage me. Maybe the person just newly heard or... Oh, the person just remembered that, oh, I lost my mom. And the person will just come to my room and start encouraging me. And she wouldn't know that I just asked God for someone to come and encourage me. So that I will feel that God still loves me. Because if you are a Christian, in that kind of situation, you feel so down. You feel, ah. so God sat down in heaven and saw my mom about to die. Me, that loves God. Me, that is serving God. Me, that is doing this for God. I'm walking in church. I'm doing all of that. You will question God a million times. My mom was a Christian. And when I mean a Christian, she taught me how to live a godly, righteous life. So when she died, I was like, ah, I used to feel that she was immortal. Like, of course, I know she's not immortal, but then you know how you can't even imagine that you would lose her because is it following God? She knew what she was supposed to do as a Christian. She was loving people in my church, in my local church at home. Everyone knows her because she was just so nice to everybody. Newly married young women that come to the, that, that just come to her community for the first time. You know, she would welcome them. She would help them. She would cook for them. She would take care of their children. She, she was blessed. So she, she was a blessing to other people. So I couldn't believe that. I mean, she sang in church till she died, right from when she was young. And she died at 63. She never stopped being in the choir. You can imagine. So I used to feel that. Ha, my mom, maybe she would be one of those people that God would just pick to heaven, you know. But then it happened and it was really painful. But I thank God because right now I'm not a depressed person. I'm not in a mental asylum, you know, because that kind that thing messes with your mind. I've known people that they lost a loved one and they were never the same. I have an auntie that she lost her, her son and since that day, to the day that my auntie died, she has had high blood pressure. She has, she has, she has just not been herself again. She has other children that still love and care for her. But that particular child, I don't know what was really attached to that child. Since she lost that child, like every other of her children fizzle in her eyes, like, so. I know what death can do to people. I know what losing a loved one can do to you. But God saw me through. I I keep telling people, now I can relate with somebody that loses their loved one. 
no i can i can i can feel their pain from a very serious a real standpoint because it's not that it's something that i've experienced so i know that it is really painful and god saw me through god kept comforting me you know, sometimes i'll go to pray and i'll just break down in my place of prayer i don't have a word to say to god because why is all of this happening but then i would feel god's love for me it was real i knew that i was not forsaken you know you can feel that you are forsaken at that period you can feel that god just wants to destroy your life you know but in all of that i knew that i was not forsaken Sometimes God would give me scriptures that kept me going. Scriptures that, and then one thing I learned from that experience was that, you know, you when you, when God comforts you in your in your bad moments, it's so that you can also comfort other people. So and now, like I said earlier, I can comfort somebody that is mourning from a very real standpoint, and. You know, I, and also, and also, I had good friends. You know, that's what that's one other thing that helps me. Apart from my my relationship with God and all of that, I have good friends, friends that were there for me. You know, because my whole family was down, so I couldn't even depend on anyone in my family to to give me the comforts that I needed because we we're all feeling the pain. But I had friends that stood by me, friends that used to, even when my mom was ill, they would organize fasting with me, they would pray with me. Friends that were there for me, like all through when I needed that help because you can't go through grief alone. That's one thing that people want to do. And when you try to do that, you get, it, it will drive you crazy. You can't go through grief alone. You need people in your life that you can ask for support in people in your life that you can ask for help people that can pray for you i mean i keep emphasizing prayer because it was what really helped me at a point i couldn't even pray again but i knew that i used to have this inner strength and i knew it was because i had people that were consistently praying for me people that loved me so if you are going through stuff, you know, it could be anything. It does not even necessarily have to be the death of a loved one. But I know that death of a loved one is one of the most devastating things anybody can experience. But if you are going through anything, don't try to go through it alone. People try to create this space where it's just you and your grief. That's what the devil likes. He's going to drive you mad. So relate to people. There's, a, there's an adage that says that a problem shared is half solved. You know, sometimes it's not even solved, but the fact that you can, you express yourself to someone, you feel some sort of relief when you are done. The person might not even really be able to do anything. And then you'll be encouraged. So people were there to help me. Even strangers. I remember during that period, I, I traveled and in the plane, I, when I was coming back, the one guy that sat beside me, I've not met him from anywhere. He was just a total stranger. And he just started just seeing me. Initially, I was annoyed because I'm not this kind of person that you just come and sit down beside me and start gisting. I don't, I mean, I don't even know you. What are we talking about? You know, it was annoying. But then I, I listened to him. I just tried to listen to him because he was way older. So I, I wanted to be polite. So he talked and then he started talking about how he lost his dad that year and, you know, how he was so diverse. And you could see him. He was all grown up. But he was telling me how devastated he was that he's not even over his dad and all of that and he he didn't know i didn't tell him that i just lost my mom he didn't know he was just just seeing me a total stranger and that was one of the things that also solidified the the fact that god loved me because if god could use a total stranger to still encourage me in what i was going through and then still use my friends you know, having good friends godly friends not friends that they're just there for you when you are happy when you have it and then when you are down everybody scatters having friends that stand by you relationship i mean i really learned that period that relationships are gold you know people that didn't even they don't even talk to me normally, but they heard and they reached out to me. They comforted me. They encouraged me. And everything just kind of later went back to normal and all of that. So just to state the silence point, how I went through that painful season was through the help of God. You know, at, at that period, I was really grateful for my relationship with God. I was really grateful that I was a Christian. That I was not just somebody that... You know, just living life. You know, I would have maybe I would have resorted to drugs. I would have resorted to partying, alcohol, things that don't even solve the problem. Because you are done being high, you come back to your issues. But I was able to resort to God. So I didn't. I didn't leave God. I mean, a lot of Christians. Let me also put it in. A lot of Christians when they go through hard times, they tend to 
you know, leave God. I mean, you're a serious Christian, but because things are hard, things are bad, you start backsliding, feel God hates you, and before you know, a lot of people that say they don't believe in God now, they used to believe in God, but something happened and shattered their belief, shattered their faith. But if, as a Christian, you can't hold on to God when things are tough, then your faith is nothing. You should be able to hold on to God when things are tough. We have a lot of examples in the Bible of people that were able to hold on to God. So if those people could, and some of them, their situation is even worse than yours. But if those people could, I can, no matter how how hard. Sometimes I tell myself, even if I cannot run after God, I'll just crawl. I'll let shall I'm sure not leaving him. Like I'm sure not going to turn back and say, Okay, let me go and start behaving and doing anyhow now because my mom has died. That's stupid. You're not the first person that your mother has died. You're not the first person that your father has died. Now that's hard, but it's the truth. It is the truth. You can go out of whatever situation you are. You can be fine again. I mean, I, like I said, I lost interest in life. Life on my POP day when I was passing out. I didn't snap one single picture. I was crying all through. Everybody was happy. I didn't see why my NYC certificate was relevant anymore. She was the one that used to ginger. I should go for service. I should come. You know when your your fan, your biggest fan, is gone. A lot of things. You are tired. So I was just sad on my POP day. You know, I immediately I got my certificate. People were snapping pictures with it. I picked up, I just went out, took a bike and went home and cried. And then my friends they realized that I was not at the venue anymore. But they calling me, I switched off my phone. I was just I just wanted to be sad because I was there to be happy about. But then that day I also learned that. Even if my mom is not there to celebrate my wins anymore. But I know that there are people that are going to be happy for me when I win. So I'm not going to deprive them of that opportunity to celebrate my wins with me. Yes, that's one thing I learned that day. Because one of my cousins called me and he was like, send me your POP picture. And I said, I didn't snap anything. I said, it's because of because mom is not around so you decided that no other person is worth you know having your picture no other person should celebrate with you you know he he really he spoke to me that of course mom is not here again she's watching you from above number one and number two other people in your life are also they should also say they, they want to celebrate with you so don't act like everybody hates you or nobody cares for you anymore because except your mom so that's one thing i learned that day that you know all, I'm not going to deprive any other people, people that love me, reasons to celebrate with me. On, I, I promised myself that, that on any other big day that I have, I'm going to be happy. Even on my wedding day, my marriage day, my mom is not going to be there, but I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be, I'm not going to allow the devil to steal my joy because I know that every big day that I have, the devil will come to tell me that, see, your biggest fan is not here, so this thing is useless. I don't know if anybody has experienced it that way before, but that, that was also an experience I had. But I'm going to look the devil in the face. I'm going to tell him that other people are there to celebrate with me. I have friends that love me and they want to see me win. So when I win, I'm going to give them the opportunity to celebrate it. I'm not going to sulk because my mom is not there to see my big win. You know? So that's another angle to it. And I thank God. I thank God for the experience. I mean, I, I need the experience to grow. Now I've grown into responsibilities that I didn't know I could do. You know, I, I, I have grown into being the one to pray for my siblings because most of my siblings are not into God like that. So it was always my mom was a pillar of prayer. So I've, I've, I've grown into being the person that prays for my siblings. I've grown into being the one that thinks about them like a mother, the one that calls them. Most times they don't even call, but I stand in the gap and I call them. I've grown to being the ones that does a lot of things. I'm the one in the house now. Nobody's in the house with my dad. I've grown into being my dad's wife honestly because that's that's just it i can't run away from reality when when my mom died i couldn't go to our compound i was like this story is wrong <laughs> like when i was coming back from service I was like, ah, where will i stay i didn't want to come back i postponed i shifted my flight to to the, like one month two weeks after my dad was calling me come back come back because of course the man is feeling lonely but i was wondering home is no more home am i going to go home i'm not going to see my mom all of that who's going to cook you know you know if, if she was around now that i'm coming back she'll cook something nice for me you know all of that but home was not going to be home anymore i kept telling my friend that how am i going to go home home is no more home 
But now I had to make home home. Of course, I had to start take care of my dad. So I'm going to cook. I'm going to keep the house, entering her room, seeing her clothes, everything. The emotions was just emotions just rushed at me. I didn't want to even be. In fact, I I left the house three weeks after. Somehow, 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 God has still carried me back to the house again. So, <laughs> so I had to make home home. I just had to accept that this is my home. You have to stay here. So I, I I just grew into a lot of responsibilities after she left. And I'm happy for the experience, you know. One of my friends told me that she's she's watching me. Of course, I know that she's watching me. So, and I'm happy that she was a Christian, you know, a good Christian. I can, at least I can vouch 85, 90% that she's in heaven because she died a Christian. She loved God. She worked for God all her life. Her burial day was glorious. Everything was in perfect, in, in the exact place it should be. And it still feels like a dream to me. Even right now, as I'm, start, as I'm saying it, it's, it's like I'm saying something from a book I read. It doesn't still feel real. You know, the pain comes and goes and comes. And sometimes you just sit down and <laughs> you need urgent to kick. And your urgent to kick plug is gone. So it comes at you and all of that. Sometimes you see people snapping pictures with their moms. And you feel, ah, if my own mom was here now, I'd be happy Mother's Day, all of that stuff. But then everything works together for good for those who love God. That's just the truth. And... God has really helped me. You know, I thank God for the opportunity to share this story because I've always looked for an opportunity to share how I came out of that stuff. I, I I wanted God to just bring people that are grieving my way so I can talk to them. And if you are a Christian and you are going through a lot of trials, you are going through painful experiences, please don't abandon God. I mean, if you leave God, I don't know where you are going to get your succor and your help from. Help is only from God. That is just the truth. The, if you want to run to drugs, drugs will hire you and to leave and then you go back to your issues. So hold God, hold God. God does not hate you. Good, bad things happen to good people. That is just the truth. But you, you don't have to be a bad person to experience bad stuff. Bad things happen to good people. And good things happen to bad people too. So when you see that person you turn bad and the person is enjoying and flexing and things are smooth in their family and all of that, it doesn't mean that God hates you and loves them. God still loves them. And the Bible says that the sun shines on both the good and the evil. So whichever part comes to you, whether good or evil, at whatever season in your life, you have to stand strong. You have to come out of it. Build godly relationships. You know, that will help you, that will stand by you, good friends, valuable friends. And you too, be a good friend, be a valuable friend to someone. And you know. During grief, there are stages, denial being the first stage. Do you go through the denial stage? Well, I really don't think I went through the denial stage. Maybe because personally i'm somebody that i like to face things head on i don't if something is happening i tell myself the truth it has happened you know but just that the first day i felt like it's not real you know like i said even now i'm still feeling like it's not real but it's real so i didn't really go through the denial stage in this particular experience now i just knew that okay she was gone and so what's next when you got to the call that she she passed away can you like take us to that day the emotions you felt okay that day was a sunday actually and i was in church so i got the call i knew i i, I knew that my that time she was ill so i used to have a lot of calls from my siblings normally i don't i don't speak calls in church but that sunday i knew that a lot of things were happening they had told me that they moved her from the hospital that she was in a coma so i, I was really expecting a lot of calls that day so i went out they called me while inside church. i went out i picked the call and then my sister told me that she was gone and all of that and i just sat down on my bed and i started lamenting you know that how was i going to do like why why just I was shocked, you know, that was the first reaction. I was just shocked because I didn't expect it. I was praying, you know. That's why I said, <laughs> you need to hold up. I was praying. I was very positive that she was going to be fine. I mean, I was confessing to God the things that she has done for the kingdom of God. I was 
praying the Hezekiah prayer for her. I used to stay up at night. I was fasting. I was so positive. Like I had a lot of faith. Let me not say positive now. I had a lot of faith that she was going to be fine. So that news coming to me, my first reaction was I was shocked. I felt ah, so God has failed me, you know, that kind of thing. And then you cry. But I didn't cry instantly. The thing was just he kept turning on me and turning on me and then I started crying and all of that. So it was just a moment of shock and then crying and lamenting and just wailing. That's just because I was saying a lot of things. If at that moment I, I'm very sure I said something that I said something like God has failed me, you know, why would God do this to me? I seen God a lot of questions that day. So that's just how it happened that day. It's okay to lament actually when things happen. I think everybody's guilty of it. Did you find a way to say something loud, shout, scream, and just. No, I didn't, I didn't scream. I didn't shout. But I said the things I was saying out loud. My friends with some of my friends. So I said the things loud. I, but I didn't scream, I didn't shout. Not really the shouts kind of person. Okay, but how did you break the news to your close friends that prayed for it? Yeah. It was a collective thing you were doing with your friends. So how how did you feel when you had to tell them, "Oh, mommy is gone. There's no mm-hmm. need having faith again." How how did you feel telling them that? Okay, so um, first of all. Uh, that, that 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 period we just really two of my friends two of my friends that we, we stayed in the coppers lot i met them during service and somehow we just had a very tight bond and we stayed in the coppers lot together so when she was ill it was just the both of them that knew because i i don't like to tell people stuff a lot about myself like that like i really select people that i tell very important questions so even when my mom died and i did the burial i didn't invite people i invited we went up to 10 think maybe just five or six people that I invited to be there because I'm very I like to be personal like that and I don't I, like I said I don't like the pity party so that's why so just two of my friends were there with me and they were the ones really praying with me even when my faith failed they would always you know, pray with me so the, the one was female and one was male so the one that was male he was in church too so because all of us we attend the same chapel so I just sent him a message you know that don't it was not immediately do, but after some time stop crying. I just sent him a message that mommy's gone. And then the other one, the female, she was already with me. Mm-hmm. Okay, she no, she was not with me. I went out to receive the call and then somebody I came to my room, then somebody was in my room. One one random person was in my room. So she saw me crying and she just asked what happened and I told her, you know, she was just the only one there now, so I told her. So she went and called my friend. Making my friend came into the room and saw me crying. She just knew. I didn't even need to tell her stuff. That's how I broke it to those my friends. Before the other people, maybe once in a while, somebody, I'm talking to someone and I just had to, okay, I had some other very important friends in my life too, so I just dropped it. We have a group chat, so I dropped it for them. And then some other few people that I told as at that period, not now because now I can tell anyone. People ask me randomly, say, "Where's how? Where's your mom?" You know, and I just told them my mom has passed. And so some other very important friends that I told, just told them over the phone. Sometimes I'll tell them it's a rush of emotions. Some I'll just tell them, you know, without crying much. It's not every time you are going to cry actually. So that's how I broke it to them. When you went back, like coming back from service, going back to the house, apart from the realization that you have to be the mommy of the house now, how did it feel entering her room? Seeing she's no longer there, but her pictures are in the room, even in the sitting room, maybe her pictures are there. Like, the change, the change that, oh, let's remove her things, it won't happen all of a sudden. So, like, how did you cope with turning around every sign that mommy was here, mommy was once here? How did you cope with all those? And that's also one of the hardest things to deal with. When you go into your loved one's room and all their articles are there and they're actually gone. 
people. That's another another moment you feel that it's a joke. Even up till now, I still feel like sometimes I'm looking out that my mom is going to come back from markets like she used to do. Maybe she went somewhere, she's going to come back or that kind of thing. So when I went home and then I saw all of her stuff, it was a very emotional you know, thing for me. I I hugged her clothes, you know, smelled her perfume. I cried and cried and cried. And then I was really, another thing is fear. I was scared to sleep in the room. I was scared to enter the room. So, <laughs> you know, I went home during the burial time. So people were in the house. But after everybody left, you know, I was scared to enter the room. I, even, I think up to now, I've not been able to sleep. Okay, I've slept just one full night in the room. Some nights, you know how thoughts can just come into your mind. And some nights I'm like, I'm determined. I'm going to sleep in this room today. And then in the middle of the night, I stand up and go to stay with my dad in this room. So I felt scared. I was very afraid, you know, because, oh, you know how dead does us now, dead and all of that. So I was scared to sleep in her room, you know, looking at her thing. Her clothes are still there. So that's why I, I think I've actually really grown because now I can look at her clothes and not feel like crying. Her clothes are still there. Her, we've not given out all of our things. We've given out some of our clothes. But, you know, because if she were to be alive, she would, I'm very sure she would want us to give out her things people that don't have. That's how my mom has always been. But we've not given out all of our stuff. So some of our things are still there. Her room still feels like her room because her pictures are there, her clothes are there, her shoes are there, her bags, everything is still there. You know, except the few things that we've carried out and all of that. So I still feel emotional about it. I still feel a, li- I feel a little scared to sleep in the room now. Even up to now. All of that. So that's how I felt entering her room and even in the sitting room, seeing her pictures. You know, at first, you really be emotional when you see, but then you keep seeing it every day. You keep waking up. It's just a reminder that she was here. Why are you scared of sleeping in her room? Well, because it's, 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 it's a normal thing we feel now when someone dies. The whole environment feels scary because of, okay, actually, because of a lot of Nigerian movies. That tell even foreign movies, you know, horror movies that tell you that there's ghosts everywhere. <laughs> so that's just I think that was the major thing. It's just a very stupid kind of fear that I should not even allow it to plague me. Before I wasn't even able to stay in the room in the afternoon, but now I stay in the room because I've not slept a full night. But from one night I slept How about her phone number? Okay, I deleted her phone number from my phone. My brother is even using her SIM card. So there was once when my brother called me. <laughs> Recently, my brother called me. I looked at the number. I was like, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> because I had already deleted the number, but I always have a number of hand. So I just looked at the number. I was like, Jesus. Ah. So I now picked it. It was my brother. I need, so, so after I said, ah, ah, who is going to? And I now remember that my brother is using the number. So I deleted her number, the number from my phone. That's one of the most painful things to do. But her account number is my phone. I have a picture on my phone too. I don't remember you had together that you, you, you still cherish that maybe, oh, you would want to relieve them just to make you feel better. Well, I've, ah, because your mom now every day is a memory, every second is a memory. But we still have very special times. You know, when I'm, I, I liked when I was I'm telling her about the me, no, not really. As I then, now it was not main main sha. But I tell you, she was she she used to ask me about okay, is there any person anybody in your life? As, as when I was in uni. <laughs> so she she asked me and. I'll tell her about this one. Say, ah, that one. Maybe the, they said the person is from me. Say, ah, those people, you don't used to treat me like all those, <laughs> those kinds of gist. So we used to just a lot. We used to laugh. She, my laughter, I got it from her. She can laugh and we just laugh and we used to watch movies together. Sometimes we used to go shopping. That's one of the memories I love. You know, when they just pay her salary, we we'll now go shopping. She does be spending, spending, spending. And my mom really, she, she gave a lot up for us. She cared so much for us like she would give everything she used to tell me that she would give everything she has to make us happy to make us she was a model she was the model mother like i'd always i used to pray i mean even when she was alive i used to pray that god should make me like my mother to see that 
that's the kind to, for me to pray that kind of prayer. I knew that the mom was a good mother up till up till tomorrow. She's still a good mother. If it is, if that's the only thing that she has, I will say she has done. She has done it and she has done it very well to us and to other people. People, people up till today, people still cry. People in church and people in our community where she works, she was a teacher. People still cry. She gave up a lot. She was so hard working. You know, and, and I also share with her memories in the farm when I'm being all lazy in the farm, she'll be yabbing me and still making me do the work and she would she would always compliment you. She knew how to say thank you. That's kind of mother that she was she'll say thank you when you've done well to motivate you to do better. She she never took you down. No matter what. She was just I have a lot of memories about her. I don't want to believe now if I would get scary. But she was an amazing woman to me, to all of my siblings, and to everyone. And so I have a lot of memories of her, especially of her. We suggest into the night. So we'll just talk about random things. You know, growing up, I didn't used to be like that with her. I wasn't close like that to her. I was very close to my dad when I was growing up, being when I was small. Why? Because she used to discipline me a lot. She used to beat me a lot. So I felt, ah, my mother is strict. You know how you feel. And then that is a soft, nice one. But growing and becoming a teenager and being more enlightened, I realized that I needed my mom's company a lot, much more than my dad. I'm a girl. I'll need her advice. I'll need her to tell me how to relate with guys i need her to you know she used to be sometimes she'll even be extra nosy you know, she, she used to eavesdrop on my phone calls <laughs> she was really nosy eh? because she'll come and peek into your room and see what you are doing and <laughs> what kind of human being is this <laughs> so, but now i miss those things she used to do to me that make me that gets me angry at her like, mommy now wow somebody is dressing up you not come and be standing mommy go <laughs> she, she, will not, she will not go <laughs> so i I miss a lot of things about her even though she she lived a she, not really short but it's still a short life but even though but everything that she taught me i'm still upholding it and I'll still uphold it. And everything that she had, she has invested in my life. I'm not going to allow it to waste like that. So there, there are a thousand memories. Of course, she was my mom, so we had every memory, memories every day. Uh, and speaking of advice, you yeah. said she she gave you advice. But have you been in a situation where you needed her advice unconsciously, and then maybe you now ask yourself, what would mommy do? If she was here, like, have you been in such cases? Of course. I've been in such cases, multiple cases like that. And one that I can really remember is, you know, having to deal with family. When when you lose a loved one, it's totally one that was very instrumental in holding the family together. Because for my family, it was my mom that was instrumental in keeping all of us together. Somehow, we're not really, we're not all from the same dad. So, we... We only had one mom. Yes. I don't call my siblings step. They are not step at all. They are my siblings. And it was my mom that was instrumental in keeping everyone together. So when, when you lose that kind of person now, somehow, naturally, and also the devil doing his thing, people, everybody tries to, that's when everybody remembers that, oh, this one is a different father. So everybody wants to segregate and separate. Let's just be on our own. Even while we're trying to plan the burial, a lot of disunity and all of that. And every time I would always ask myself, what would my mom have done? I know that my mom is the last person that will allow our family to scatter. So even if my siblings don't call me, I know that my mom would, if she was here, she would tell me, could call them, you know. So I call them. Even if we are having disagreement, I know that my mom would have not wanted us to disagree for so long. So I would, I would make the efforts to make peace. If one person is becoming too stubborn, I knew what she would have told me. Every single time it comes to my mind that this is what mommy would have done. You know, this Christmas, I have, I have, I have nieces, you know, young nieces. I know that my mom would have gone. The whole she would have gone all out to get gifts for her grandchildren and all of that, and there was nobody to do that for them. And I knew that she would have done that, so I did it for them. I didn't get them big things. I just got them something nice for them to feel like somebody from their dad's side came. You get all of that. 
and even having to go home to stay you know the home is not feeling like home anymore but, but my mom had wanted me to abandon my father you know i keep, i that is the one that keeps i keep thinking of every day would, what would my mom have done even if she and my dad would have issues she would never abandon him so even if I, if, if if at all i have any issue with my father it does not warrant me to abandon him because my mom would not have done that so she would have wanted me to stay around the house she would have wanted me to look over the things that she has left behind she would have wanted me to ensure that people are not coming to the house to carry her things anyhow because she's dead people are not all the sweets all the things she she kept in place people are not coming to do it treat it anyhow because she's no more so because that's what she would have wanted me to do and i want to be doing that while she's away until she comes back <laughs> so i want to be doing that so that kind of situation has happened a lot and even in my own personal life now that's family you know in my own personal life you know because i've seen people that because they lost their parents they start being loose they start doing things they never used to do before maybe as a girl maybe sleeping around with men i mean of course you know maybe she was my major source of income sometimes so maybe i'll be broke of course i've been broken and i remember that my mom is not there i've gone hungry because nobody to call you know to uh, yes my dad is there but sometimes he does not have and when he does not have she used to supplement so if he does not have and now she's no more so i have to be broke and i have to go hungry i know that if my mom was alive i would i would not sleep around i would not go where i'm not supposed to go to i wouldn't stay out late at night i wouldn't do things i'm not i didn't used to do before so i still uphold those things as i said i uphold the things she taught me i remember everything because i've lived with her because i've been close to her i know what she would have said in every situation that i am in and as far as i know that thing i try to keep that to the best of my ability you know not that i don't fault her at times but i've tried as much as possible not to ensure that i'm not becoming loose because my mom is not here again and to ensure that my junior sister too i tell her we don't have a mom but my mom taught us things that we must uphold so that's just in, in different situations you feel you need her advice you you feel that she should be here but what would she have done if she was alive what would she have told you if she was here if you know it then you do it that way so that's just how i deal with it about taking the role of mommy now in the house you've mentioned your junior sister how are you able to um comfort yourself and comfort your sister while also trying to let her grieve the way she knows how to like the whole encouragement you know it's hard encouraging yourself also encouraging your junior one okay yes i've had to you know hold my sister and also hold myself because when she when my mom passed she, i was really worried about her yeah, because she's this, she's not like she's this smallest. She's she's twenty two, but then she's the youngest of us all, and she she's not really experienced like that. She has not even really, she has not started in much in life. So, I knew that it was going to affect her on many levels. I mean, I've gone for service, I've gone to uni, everything, and it's almost like everything does set for me. Okay, but she now she was just trying to or find her footage in life and all of that and then this happened it also affected her because she had to stop one thing she was doing to take care of my mom in the hospital and all of them and by the time she my mom passed going back to that thing too she lost interest so that thing is a very is a major issue she lost it up to now she has not gone back to complete that stuff that she started so i was really worried about her but one thing i would also comment she, she has been very strong too but she talks about it. I mean, I ensure that we talk about it. It's not that we are trying to avoid the topic. There's nothing to avoid there. Grieve, you accept your grief and you grieve it out. That's the way to heal. So we talk about it. You know, she laments. Sometimes she, my dad does something that annoys her and she makes a comment that, you know, so, and I, I, I understand with her and I try to encourage her that this phase will pass. You know, back then it was really difficult, but now she has healed to some extent, you know. So, I had to be there for her. I knew I had to be there for her because every other person is big, big enough to handle themselves. Actually, she's the smallest, so I I tried to be there for her as much as I can. Even though she's she's a very strong-willed person, she doesn't really let you into her life like that. 
but I tried as much as I can and I'm still trying. I'm still, but recently I resolved that I was going to do more, more than I'm doing. I'm not going to look at the way she's strong-willed. I'm going to ensure that I play the role that I should be playing because now who does she answer to? Nobody. She just, mommy's not there. She's just living her life. So I have to ensure that she's doing the right things at least as much as possible so it wasn't easy comforting myself and comforting her but she has really tried to stay strong sometimes she has even been stronger than me so i still play that role of comforting her i let her talk about weights how it's paining her you know how she would have done this and done that then i encourage her so all of us can move forward have you healed from the experience? You cannot totally heal from this thing. You can't totally heal. Even when you're even when you give it to your if at every major point in life you're going to be remembering it. Yes, because right now when when I get a good job and we're feeling that ah I don't want to let me I'll buy this for her, I'll buy that, I'll make her feel this way. Maybe when I want to get married, somebody else will be sitting there and I'll wish she was there. When I want to give birth, it's time to do a mugo or nobody. Maybe you have to go to your mother in law's house, or you might have to find one distant auntie to come and do it for you. All of that. So at every exp- every stage you are going to be remembering it. But then I've healed to some extent because I'm no I'm no longer feeling hopeless. Yes, I'm not feeling depressed. I'm not feeling like there's no test in life. I'm not feeling like God has failed me. All of those negative feelings have passed to a very great extent. I'm not feeling... I I really don't have negative feelings when I think about losing her anymore. I just wish... I actually really wish she was here. But then she's no more. So life goes on. You get... So I, I, I still feel the pain. I... You have to let yourself feel pain. Don't try to numb pain. That was, in fact, okay, I did also talk about how the experience numbed me. Like, it made me feel numb. Like, pain is nothing to me. That's how it made me feel. So, I used to, uh, if somebody comes and the person is telling me that, oh, this one, this one, I say, ah, okay, now, she be, my mother can die. Why can't the other person die? Those kinds of things. I used to make such comments. I, I even told my dad, I think I've told my dad a couple of times that, because my dad likes making funny statements. He'd be like, ah, maybe he's feeling pain. Like, mm, let me just die. I said, oh, die now. If my mother can die, why can't you die? <laughs> no, that stuff. Very stupid comment because <laughs> those things made me feel numb. That's how you feel when you have experienced a lot of pain. Pain you didn't even expect. So I, I couldn't feel anymore. But then I was also able to heal out of it. I, I realized that it's not a good place to be. You should feel pain. You should feel heartbreak. I mean, I, I, I just to put it, I, I had a, a maybe a slight heartbreak, you know, that period. But I didn't feel it like I came out of it like maybe one day, two days. Because I was this one, me that have gone through. <laughs> Who are you? I beg my mother. My mother died. I beg, go, go sleep. <laughs> so, but then I realized that that's though it's bad to be numb, you know. You are because when you are numb, you're not just numb to your own pain, you're numb to other people's pain. You can't relate to what people are going through. So, I, I had to heal from that. You know, try, how's God to help me feel pain again? I mean, even in medical science. Your ability to feel pain is a good thing. If, if you're if you're not feeling pain, that means your nerve endings are not working. And you need immediate medical attention, kind of thing. So yeah, I've healed. I've healed from it. I've healed from all the negative things that come with it. But I still feel pain. I still cry. In fact, I cried recently again on that same month. So it's fine. Crying is therapeutic. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Why did you actually let yourself cry? Like. Ah, me, I'm a cry baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not one of those people that, that that want to hold cry. If I feel pain, I cry. That's the way I express myself. I don't know how to talk a lot when I'm in pain. So, because I I I'm the kind of person that will close my door and sock. That's why I said don't don't allow that to be the way you you handle grief. You express it, even if there are times to close your door and talk like i said I, I broke down a lot when i wanted to pray 
but then I'll come out and I'll be laughing. And then people will be wondering, ah, and this girl, she called this. <laughs> because what's all this strength? I mean, a lot of people where I stayed in that lodge, a lot of people message me, a lot of people come and talk to me. Ah, I just hate that. You know, but you were talking to me the other day, we even laughing. Ah, what? I said, ah, she, what do you want me to do? She, I come and be holding my microphone to cry. Then I'll be forming for strong, but it's only me that knows that when I'm alone, I crumble. <laughs> so it's a good thing to cry. You know, I let myself cry because, like I said, crying is therapeutic. You feel relieved, you feel, and naturally, that's just the way I express things. Cry, I cry a lot. Are there other people's experiences that has made you this strong? Yes, yes. I think another sort of my major sort of strength was that my friend that I said we we stayed in the same lodge together. So, um, the male guy. One of them, he had lost his mom too, just before he came for service. Okay, no, he had lost his mom when he was, I think, eight or seven. And then his dad <laughs> remarried, and he was really close with his stepmom too. So he lost his stepmom some months before we came for service. So he had never told me that. I mean, we were close. We used to talk a lot. And then when my own stuff happened, so that day I messaged him. He was in church now. Mommy has gone. Then immediately he came out and then he took a walk and he started to tell me how he lost his mom and he lost his stepmom. And... I was like, this guy, this guy is an embodiment of strength. Like, he carries everybody's burden. So, I, I was really shocked. I didn't believe that he had gone through that kind of pain before. He's always happy, always smiling, always helping people. So, for somebody that is going through that, to be able to be like that, it was a major source of strength to me. And he told me how when he lost his mom, even as little as he was, when he lost his, his mom, his own real mom, he lost his mind. His teachers were calling his dad, Shikuman, carrying from school. He wasn't talking to anybody. As a little boy, he went into depression like that. He was really close with his mom. Lost his stepmom again just before coming for service. And he was that strong. You know, he had a lot of things to tell me and it upheld me. That was one thing that whenever I think, I was like, okay. So I also have somebody that lost his own mom. So he, so even, even when he comforts me, I tend to receive his comfort faster because I know that this guy understands what he's saying. He's saying it from a deep place. Yes. So his experience helped me. And then I also had another friend. You know, I met him some months after the whole thing. Well, not some months, the next month after the whole thing happened. And he was also, he's an orphan. He lost his mom and his dad. So he was also sharing his story with me. And he told me how that didn't limit him. He told me how he still cries. I mean, he's a guy, a big guy. And he was telling me how he still cries. That every time he makes a major move in his life, you know, something very good happens. He remembers his mom. And instead of being happy, you know, he becomes sad. So I shared that my POP story with him. How instead of being happy, I was just all moody. And he told me, yes, that that's what is going to happen. And it, it may keep happening. And that I'm not going to heal immediately. I should not expect that I'm going to forget that every single time. I make a major move in life. I'm going to wish my mom was there. But I should handle it well. I should not allow it to replace me. And I see how he has been able to come out of it. I see how he's doing great things. I see, I see the place where he is now. That one has actually been a major person in my life. And I've always known that he lost his parents. He's an orphan. But I didn't know that. I, I didn't have this side of his story. You know, how it really affected him and how he came out of it. So, Having those people share their stories with me, man, I can I can tell you that that made up like fifty percent of my strength because I looked and I saw that this one has gone through this and it came out well and it came out strong. This one came out of it, so why can't I come? Why can't I be strong? So every time I think of it, uh, I'm I know that there are people that have gone through this and they came out strong. So I'm going to be strong. So I'm going to be fine. So even if even if I want to talk to someone, I I tend to talk to them. You know, ask them, okay, this is how I'm feeling. And they are always there. So those people's experiences really helped me. Those are the two major experiences that I know that it helped me stand strong. I find it hard to comfort people that are grieving because I don't know what to say. No. So that's one thing that was really getting me annoyed at that time because 
people people would people that are dear to me would would hear and they would not okay of course i'm not the one that would, that would tell them because i really didn't tell anybody i mean i didn't i didn't tell up to 20 people in my life and i trust me i'm an extrovert i have a lot of well-meaning friends and acquaintances but i don't know if i even told up to 10 but then some people would hear and they would, and after some maybe like two weeks three weeks somebody would come I heard though, but I don't even know what to tell you and all of that. I'm like, you don't know what to tell me. So you cannot even call me and say, I'm sorry, oh, sorry, oh, receive my condolences. No. Why would you tell me that you don't know what to tell me? What if it happened to you? Would you like someone to tell me? I don't know what to tell you. I don't know why I was getting angry about it. And the other thing that was getting me angry was also people telling me sorry. So it was kind of <laughs> conflicting emotions. When you tell me that you don't know what to tell me, I'm angry. When you tell me sorry, I'm still angry. So it's because I was angry that people were telling me sorry. I didn't, I didn't tell people. I didn't invite people for the burial. I mean, my siblings had friends come me people were asking me don't you have friends i have friends more than all of them put together but I didn't want people to come and give me pity faces and all of that so that thing of not knowing what to tell somebody that is grieving now the fact is that someone that is grieving actually really needs your support no matter how little you know you don't have to do something big just a text message you know, oh, I heard what happened. Sorry about your loss. The Lord will comfort you. Full stop. Whether the person in life will accept it or not, but don't telling someone that is grieving and that you know the person, and then you go all I don't know what to tell you. That's why I didn't reach out. It's the to me the highest level of nonchalance. Just show that you don't care. I live in that was dumb. Call me immediately you hear and tell me that this is what I don't even know what to tell you, but I'm really sorry. You know, don't stay for days and then come and tell me that I heard though. But I didn't know how to say it to you. It's something that it's not nice. So, everyone out there, you may not be grieving, but somebody around you might be grieving and you are aware of it. Please try to reach out to them. People are going through a lot of stuff. Try to reach out to them. If you don't understand what grief is, don't try to form like you do. Because you go lying. (laughs) Don't form. Don't form like you do. Just, you know. Tell the person that oh I've not lost someone, but I I know that this is really painful, so I'm sorry. You just try to reach out to people that that are down and try to encourage them. And then if you are grieving, I've said a lot already, but the main thing I just want to say that don't lose hope. Life does not end. You know, even today, today that we are making this recording, where I am, I just like. I'm in the hospital for one reason or the other. I happen to be in the hospital today. And where I am, the person just lying down beside us is... He was he was awake yesterday. Although he has, his health has been deteriorating, he has not been responding to treatments. But then he was breathing. He has been fine. His granddaughter was just there beside him. Now, the man is not that old, you know. The granddaughter was there beside him. And then we all slept today. This night and we are waking up in the morning and the man is not breathing anymore. So it's you know one lesson I really le- I've learned over this the time of all these things I've been experiencing is that life is really frail. I don't know how to it has never hit me this hard like it really hits me last year that life is frail. One minute you can be breathing, the next minute you are not breathing. Like it's it's I don't know it's it's too simple that you just stop breathing. I was, I was looking at the man today. I was wondering, so what happened? Is that somebody disconnected something? I don't know how to explain. Ugh. Like, life is meaningless. So, really, you can, no matter what you are today. And my mom died and all her things are there. She didn't carry one away. Even the one that you tell her, mommy, give me now. She said, I leave it. It's hanging there. I can use it now if I want to. But, you know, life is just simple. So be simple with this life. Don't waste your life. That just because you are going to answer that man that is gone today now. Probably by now is wherever he's supposed to be, heaven or hell, or he's standing before God answering for himself. So just live this life like it's your last day. Now people say that in like a cliche, but it's really, really, really a serious thing. Because you can sleep and not wake up. He slept last night, all of us slept and this morning. He was stone cold. He wasn't breathing anymore. So yes, yes. So anything can happen to you. You can stop breathing. So there's no need for pride. There's no need for okay. You have so you are trying to. There's no need for all of these things. 
just try and do the right thing try and know god do try and be kind be nice you know so that when you finally stop you know i there's a place in ecclesiastes that says that no matter how many years you live on earth the days that you the years that you'll be dead is longer than the days you'll be alive so even if you manage and live oh, up to 80 90 you are as far as the world has not ended you are going to be dead longer than 900 years longer than 200 years till whenever as christ starries so just be nice you know it made me apart from the fact that i was able to handle grief and overcome grief it gave me this experience gave me another view about life that like i said life is frail just be simple be nice be kind do the right things know christ just do what is right so that whenever this life sees, nobody has promised you that you live up to 30 nobody has even promised you 40 nobody nobody promises you anything the day it ends that ends to so just be a simple like you to just simply leave your body you just stop breathing so don't lose hope you'll be fine definitely this too shall pass now that's one phrase that <laughs> i hold on to them so that people just say it to me randomly don't know that i hold that phrase over there Anything you are going through, it will pass. Now, when it finally passes, don't let it to pass with you. Let it not pass and leave you broken. Let it not pass and leave you a bad person. So, people grieve after they've been grieved and, you know, they lost somebody they love. They start being unkind people. They start being bad people. You know, they feel that, you know, people don't deserve to be nice. You know, they start being non-challenged. Don't allow, they start being numb to other people's pain just because you felt pain. So, don't allow grief to make you a bad person. Don't lose your virtue. Don't lose your good kind heart because you are going through bad stuff have friends that will uphold you express your feeling express your grief allow yourself to cry allow yourself to feel pain as for the christians out there hold on to god don't sin don't try to leave god god does not hate you because somebody died you know sometimes god just wants to take the person to go and rest and if the person is a good person this is in heaven actually why would you be sad there's a lot of there are very many facets to this my story actually you know i was just i was happy i was contented that at least she's in heaven she's happy you know, she's with god sometimes i just feel that she's telling god about him those are the funny thoughts I have in my head to keep me going. <laughs> so I just feel that ah, he's telling God about me. And he's like, ah, God, see that my child, will put that there, you know. And that's the truth. When people die, the fact is that when, if you also understand how it is when people die, because we don't have a sufficient knowledge of the world beyond. That's why some people grieve hopelessly. The Bible says that when we lose people, you know, believers, we should not grieve like like people that do not have a hope because if our salvation is just for now then we are all men most miserable while you are saved sorry that it has turned to but this is just <laughs> but why why we are actually saved it's not just that it's not just fun so that god will be forgiving your sins now it's also to secure your eternity so if you are, if somebody that was a christian died person is eternity is secured person is with god they are just boiling they are enjoying heaven if i even gotta wake the person up people can come and be angry with you like why did you wake me up i'm, I'm enjoying if you read a lot of books now I, i'm a book person i used to read a lot not even now that i don't have time again but i've read some books about life beyond you know and then it's like after life experience people that died and came back and Think especially people that are Christians and also people that we not that we are believers. And the one common thing about people that are Christians that they say that when they die, you know, at that instance where your bread just ceases, that you don't just vanish. You know, the angels of God actually come and they bear, and the Bible says it. They bear you safely to God. You know, take your spirit safely to God. They are happy, you know, and. You go and you, I don't know where they sell, where they put some of Abraham is so. But I just know that they're in a good place, they're in a beautiful place. I mean, God loves us so much to allow you to go and be roaming anyhow. So even though I'm scared that, oh, ghost, but mother is not roaming as a ghost. She's in, <laughs> she's in heaven, she's with God, yes. So if you know that when people die, they're going to a good place. You will not be so disturbed. Let's not we'll cry, but don't cry like a hopeless person. Don't cry so desperately. First, the person is a child of God. The person is with God. The person is living greatly there. They are enjoying actually. So yeah, just don't 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 be too sad. Be sad, but recover. You know, be fine and 
if you are not now a Christian, I don't know what to give you. I don't know the advice to give you. <laughs> I don't know what to use, what you want to use and hold yourself. Because personally, for me, as a child of God, it was really it was the word of God that helped me. The Holy Spirit, godly friends, you know, having good people around me. And God really, really helped me. So for you now that whatever religion you are, I don't know. But you need, don't resort to drugs, don't resort to alcohol. Just find better ways of healing yourself. And if you can, find God. Yeah. That's just it. Thank you very much. I think I've said a lot. How do you feel? <laughs> okay, for thank you for the opportunity. Actually, like I said, I've I've actually really wished in a part of my heart that I could share this thing. I had a friend, I have a friend that just recently lost her dad, and I was able to share with her. It encouraged her. Like I've been a major source of strength for her. So I was I actually wish that I could share a lot of things happening in my life and I wish I could just tell somebody like I want to be <laughs> on the platform telling people things, you know. So I'm very happy for this opportunity that I'm able to share this. Even if, even though it is anonymous, actually my name is not important for this to help people. So I'm happy that I can share this. I'm, I know that this. I'm very sure that there's somebody that is going to be encouraged by this, that is going to be helped, you know. But and also, if somebody reaches out to you, that the person wants to get in contact with me for, you know, for this purpose, and that, please, you can give my number. But if for any reason anybody wants to contact me or to ask me any other thing, I'm actually available for that. So thank you for the opportunity to share. Thank you for the opportunity to just express myself and let it out. And to be able to be of encouragement to somebody else out there that you will be fine. It will pass. And everybody, that's last, everybody go there, all right? Thank you. First, I want to thank our guest for sharing her own experience because as she said earlier she's helping someone out there knowing or unknowing and so please if you are going through grief it's it's okay that you feel whatsoever it is you are feeling at the moment but i do hope you could draw strength from my guest's story and just know it's within you that these two shall pass thank you so much for listening and please do well to subscribe to our channel and share to other social media platforms. 